For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Jacksonville's new head coach out of the Atlantic Sun, Jordan Mincy. Coach Mincy, what's up, man? Coming out of the 901, going down to the Duval, Jacksonville, Florida. What's up, brother? Doing well, doing well. Thanks, thanks for being on the show. No I doubt, appreciate- Coach Timnis, man. Uh, you was down there in Florida uh, with, with Mike White and my man Darius up there. The job at Radford, you moving to Jacksonville. Tell us about, man, how cool that be on that staff, man. See, t- your brother get a job, you get a job in the same cycle, man. You know what? It's an awesome feeling, um, and you realize how blessed you are just to be around those guys, you know, those great minds, and be able to, you know, challenge each other's thoughts. You know, it's many times where, you know, you'll see something offensively or defensively, and to be able to see, you know, different rationales and different reasoning, um, it, it was a blessing. And to be honest, um, it actually prepared me for this position, just to be around those guys and uh, be blessed to work with them uh, day in and day out. So, most definitely, Coach, for you, man, no, no, you, you're pretty much my age, man. So, you know, to see you in this position, <laughs> man, like, man, a brother like right in my age range is leading a team like this, man. So tell me this, how did you prepare yourself to become a head coach? I know when I was a co-host of a radio show, so I was thinking in my head, if I was the lead host, I would ask this question, book this yep, yep. guest, do it this way. So for you, how did you kind of prepare your mindset mentally to become a head coach when you was assistant coach? So, you know what, um, I think it, it, it kind of started before, you know, even I, when I became an assistant. Um, you know, I have a, a, a lot of mentors in my life that kind of helped me and, and guided me, you know, to this point. And so, you know, obviously I had the opportunity to play at Kent State University. And, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but, um, you know, a lot of people within our program, a lot of former players are coaches now in the profession. I think it's like eight or nine of us are college coaches. And so being able to kind of compete with those guys for four years, um, learn from Jim Christian, Geno Ford, Rob Senderoff, three guys who, you know, were head coaches as well, their own programs, respectfully, two of them still being head coaches. Um, you know, it, it was a blessing. And then, you know, not necessarily going the traditional route and, you know, going to hoop overseas or, or, or trying to have professional aspirations, but, you know, just going right into the coaching profession. You know, Darren Horn, the head coach right now at North Kentucky University, he was at South Carolina time when I was a grad assistant. And he really helped me lay the foundation of how hard you had to work in the profession. You know, I had a lot of sleepless nights. Um, he gave me a lot of responsibility early. You know, you coming out, you just get to playing basketball. You don't necessarily know how to cut film, uh, watch jerseys. And you kind of, you've been on the other side. But now you have a, a greater amount of respect 
for, you know, your managers, um, understanding, you know, how, how hard it is to cut film and the hours you have to put in. So just that foundation, um, being around, you know, great mentors, um, my different stops along the way, um, those guys allow, um, along with, like I said, theirs, um, and also working with Coach White, those guys have helped prepare me uh, for this position. So. No doubt, man. You know what's so good about it? You know, my like you said, you took a different route. You know, my dad's a coach himself. And, you know, I told my pops, that's not for me. Because I, I know I'll I, I curse somebody out. They, 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 run, they, run the, they run the wrong play. Not said that the ball screen the right way. Not hedge when I tell you to hedge or drop when I tell you to drop. I'm cussing them out. I'll be on, I'll be on the bench making a scene. <laughs> so I said, I may be on the radio. Forget trying to get when the coach is like you for you, pops. I can't do it. <laughs> no, absolutely. Absolutely. You know what? You got some times where, um, you kind of have flashbacks as a player, especially when you're a young head coach. You're like, hey, man. And then you realize, you know what? You got you got to kind of tone that back. And you're doing more teaching than you necessarily are as a team. So. <laughs> well, you, hey, coach, you see, just to get in the drills with the kids. You, you can get in the drill with them, show them, how, show them how to do it the right way. You, you ain't at that point where you got to really say, hey, assistant, you show them. Show, you can still get in the drill with them and show them how to get it done. <laughs> you know what? Most of the times, uh, we, we – Let's do that. You know, in my in my short time as a head coach, you know, whether it's shell drill or we're going through something, you know, you still got those those looks from some of those guys. You're like, man, you can't do this. Like, don't worry about it. You know what? I'll call ball. I'll jump to the gap. Like, I got it. Don't worry about it. And then, um, you know, when our assistants, Trevor DeLoach, he talks about it. He'll be mimicking me, uh, mimicking me in the office. He'll say, coach, I just love when you say, hey, don't worry about it. I got it. I got it. Hey, let's start the drill. And then you just jump in and do the drill. And then so, you know, it's, uh, it's fun. I got to take advantage of these younger years before I start aging, man. Those knees start hurting. So, man, what you said? <laughs> what you said? <laughs> All the time, the kids is everybody, you know. Hey, we heading towards the big four O's, so you know how it is for us, man. Like, <laughs> hey, some days we still good. You know, some days, okay, we starting to feel, with, okay, we getting closer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's how it is. And, man, how's it been uh, meeting the guys, man? You know, when you take over a new job, attrition happens. But how's it been building the bonds with the guys you have, man, and getting guys come down to Jacksonville, Duval County, the biggest city in Florida, uh, a lot of things going on down there. How's it been meeting those young men and getting guys who want to come down and play for you, man, and your program as you, as you build this thing up in A-Sun? So it, it's been a cool experience. You know, at first, you really have uh, a little bit of hesitation, a little bit of nervousness, just being honest. Because you don't necessarily know how these guys are gonna perceive you. You know, you um you didn't recruit them, um you didn't necessarily um sell them on the vision of, of what you had coming in, and so it's basically a quick recruiting process. And you have to you know get to know the parents, um coaches, and then just tell them like basically you're selling yourself. Like you selling, hey, look, this is who I am. This is my upbringing. Um, this is my value system. And so being able to help them kind of you know feel who you are as a person. Um, you know, allow for a lot of our guys to want to stay here um, and play for us. And then, you know, just the new guys we had coming in, um, just basically just trying to see, look, this is the opportunity. This is where we want our program to go. This is the vision we have. If you want to be a part of that vision, uh, we, we love to have you here. And so uh, we've been blessed to have some high character young men uh, be a part of our program. We're excited about the, the direction in which we're going. Um, but at the same time, we know we're going to have our challenges. We know, you know, obviously you got a new roster. You got a lot of different personalities. And you're trying to you push the culture from day one. And so, like I said, it's a day-by-day -day grind, but we're excited about where we're going. 
how kids even get on the court? Because last year at Kobe, you guys didn't see your guys for a while. And I know Florida opened up kind of like Georgia did real early. Like, it went on Kobe in Florida and Georgia, obviously. But, <laughs> but, but, you know, this year you can get guys on the court, man, get them in summer school there and see them. So, being year one, setting that foundation for what you got coming come October here in November. How key is that for you this, this summer, man, to play develop with your guys, see what you really have before you get to playing? So, you know what? It hasn't, um, it's been good from an evaluation standpoint. You know, I just got forward with our staff just being go just looking at some things uh, with offensive details that we want to kind of implement into our program. But um, the biggest uh, advantage we've had is, is in our strength department, strength and conditioning department. Being able to get those guys on campus, um, you know, early and, and being able to change their bodies, especially those freshmen who are just coming out of high school who, you know, they really need to adjust to the physicality part of the game. And so for us, it's uh, been a huge advantage. Like I said, being able to get those guys here. Um, and then, like I said, building those relationships we just spoke on. You know, the more time you're around them, um, the more they're allowed to kind of know my personality and it gets to let me know their personality as well. And for recruiting-wise, been in, in Gainesville, you kind of in that North Florida, Central Florida area, so you can pretty much recruit the same pipeline. You know, you kind of know you, you not might be for, might, might not be for Florida, but you now you should be for Jacksonville, the Dolphins here and they son. So I feel like you got a, you got a good pipeline to get a job. Gainesville, the Jacksonville, same kind of recruiting area, recruiting base. You can kind of get the guys who you might not might be too high for Florida, maybe borderline Florida, but definitely can be for you for, for sure. So, so the blessing that we've had, you know, and um, one of the things that people always say is like, you know, Jacksonville is a very unique job. And the thing that, to me, it made a great job is just like you said, the location. Being able to have a familiarity with the area, especially with the AAU coaches, you know, they're my family. Those are guys that I lean on. And we have conversations, not just about basketball, but just life in general. And so uh, being able to have those type of relationships that you can lean on and you trust their evaluations – um, of players. And, and the one thing I will say just about, you know, Florida AAU programs and directors here, they're not going to oversell their kids. Like they're going to tell you, hey, look, this is the level I think they're going to be at. Um, they may try to go to the high major, but I think this is a guy who potentially may transfer down. So you still need to build a relationship with him, um, especially when it comes to the transfer portal and the new rules. And so, like I said, it's a great place to recruit to. Obviously, you got the weather um, and we definitely want to take care of the state of Florida. But at the same time, we're going to tap into Georgia. You know, we think that can be a strong hold for us, especially one of our assistant coaches um, being from Georgia. And then also the state of South Carolina, you know, it's a place that's kind of under-recruited, but um, it's very similar to Florida from the standpoint of athleticism, um, size, and guys being able to be very dynamic with scoring the ball. As, I mean, we probably see with John Morant and those type of guys. You, you, you can miss some guys. They slip through the cracks. So uh, we definitely going to try to take those, take care of those two places along with the state of Florida. And that's why young men should go – play for for Jacksonville or the A-Sun because guess what? If you can play, they'll find you. Yep. The Island Sky don't lie. The fi- they'll find you. So if it was me, I want to go somewhere I can shine, be the man, and boost up my profile. You can go, go to a high major. You'd be a sixth, seventh man. You might think you somebody, but they ain't really get you to shine to get in the league. You might go to G League route or go overseas just to get – but if you – in a Mid-major school, man, you can ball out like John Morant, Dane Lillard, CJ McCollum, all those guys who played mid-major ball, look at them now. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know what? That's been, as far as our pitch, um, our recruiting pitch, you know, that's one of the things that we're able to sell. You know, look, I've been at the high-major level. I understand. Man, it's intriguing. You got charter flights. Um, you have different advantages. But ultimately, if you're trying to play for money and you want to be able to take care of yourself, 
it's all about opportunity and being able to showcase your skill set, what you can do. And when you look at the NBA, like you just spoke on, you got guys like Dame Lillard, Weber State, you know, CJ McCollum, Lehigh. But then, like we said, John Morant, Murray State. And then also you fall into guys like Steph Curry at Davis. And so when you look at those guys, they had the opportunity early to, you know, kind of play through their mistakes. But it's because they're at a level in which allows for them um, to necessarily make mistakes. But then they're also able to show their talent and put it on full display. And so that's kind of been our pitch here. Look, you know, we're building a foundation from the ground up. If you want to come in, you want to have an opportunity to kind of showcase your skill set, what better way to do it than in the guy's first year, uh, first two or three years when he's building his program? No doubt. Look at Cameron Payne from Murray State. First round draft pick out of Murray State, the OKC. Look at him in the finals right now. He's got a lot way better than he was with Oklahoma City, but just the idea that this young man with Murray State, Murray, Kentucky, <laughs> produced two NBA point guards in the Western Conference. Think about that. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's the thing, you know, being from Memphis, campaign and I, we know each other for a long time. And to see his growth, um, to be around him and know, you know, his journey and to know that he chose a place like Murray State and, and see what he's doing now, um, it's unreal. It's an unreal feeling. And so, um, like I said, being able to have guards and the young men coming out now, and I know they're going to be listening to this, this show and, um, you know, going forward, we say the same thing. You know, we want to be able to, to show the guys who, who may be over-recruited, um, who may be under-recruited. Look, this is a place where you can come showcase your talent. And eventually, like you said, people are going to come see you. They're going to watch you. And if you're good enough, you're going to be able to play at that level. Now, I'll tell you a quick story. There's a uh, – Shante Leggins told me this out of his own mouth that, hey, he got two guys from Atlanta for coming on my show. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, I'm equal opportunity. I don't care <laughs> who coach the coach is – you want to come on this show, you can and get guys. Because everybody can't go to Georgia State, Georgia, Georgia Tech, Ooh. Mercer, and Kennesaw. And all those guys are, are people I like personally. But it's only 13 scholarships, right? You can't yep, yep, yep. Everybody can't go to those five schools up I-75. <laughs> <laughs> so spread the wealth there. Let's help everybody out a little bit here, you know? That's true. That's true. That, hey, you know what? That's true. You're talking about just relationships. And, you know, Amir Durai, head coach of Kennesaw State, we work together at Charleston. And so that's like, that's like my big brother in the profession. And so I know, you know, his roster's been filled. And, you know, he'll call me and say, hey, you got any scholarships available? Um, look, you might want to look at these two guys. Because ultimately, you know, I know he cares about me. I know Darius Nichols cares about me. Those guys want me to be successful. Just like, likewise, I want those guys to be successful. And so um, basically, we know what it comes down to. We want opportunities for young men to grow. And so... You want, whether it's here at this program or a program where you trust somebody, it's also about having the chance to, to change people's lives. And so that's why we're in the profession um, today. So, No doubt. And like you said, you know, I went to Tennessee State, so I got a lot of people from Memphis who oh, I'm yeah. cool with. So oh, yeah. I, I, I love Memphis. I love the 901. All right? Like, you know, I start speaking Memphis talk. You know what I'm saying? I, I can speak Memphis talk really good. You know? I was saying, man, fool, and junk. Yeah, <laughs> Guaranteed, guaranteed. So, hey, hey, I, I, I can come out sometimes. I'm like, okay, in my Atlanta, I'm going to miss today. I'm going to say Charlotte, I'm going to say Maine today. I don't know what I'm going to say today. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, that's the one thing. When we've been recruiting Memphis, uh, oftentimes you fall into that, that language gets to saying Maine nonstop. And our staff, like, Coach, you, you love saying Maine, Coach. Now explain what Maine means. I'm like, yeah, you got to kind of be from Memphis to understand that. Kind of like that, that you got to be, be in the culture, you know. Like, got to be in the culture. <laughs> going to Tennessee State, man, all those Memphis cats in Tennessee State, man. So I learned it real fast. You know, Maine, yep. fool, jump, man. Like, look, <laughs> hey, man, look, man. 
these a lot of favorite things. Maine is right. just a way of a way of point. Of, I call it a point of entry. Maine, okay, yeah. man. <laughs> Yep, it's always point of entry. Somebody upset, they say, man, to get to get their frustration out. You know, they say, so, hey, what's up, man? You good? So it, it, it's different. It's different forms, but the word man can be used for, in so many different ways. Yes, yes, it can. Yes, it can, Coach. <laughs> you already know, man. You already know. So, man, talk about the A-Sun, man. You know, you got EKU coming in the A-Sun now, <laughs> man, with Jackson, Jacksonville's stayed over there, 100 miles from Atlanta, with Ray Harper, those guys, man. Uh, my buddy, Matt Driscoll, man. Matt, Matt coaches can talk, man. He can talk, man, brother. <laughs> I, I love he can talk, brother. You know, I mean, Coach, hole over in North Alabama, man, a miracle. So many great coaches in this league, man. Stetson as well, Gulf Coast Liberty, man. So talk about the depth of the league, man, how the A-Sun is getting better and better each year, man. And, and so you, you mentioned about, you know, just having a feel for the league and A-Sun. And so Coach Driscoll, you know, one of a oh, great human being, not just a great coach, but a great human being, you know, one of the first weeks on the job. You know, he reached out to me and said, hey, let's meet for breakfast. And so uh, we met, you know, at a place here in town. And basically, you know, he kind of just went through the league and just talked about, you know, from just an administrative standpoint, but also uh, just the different coaches and kind of what to expect. So um, definitely got a, a great amount of respect for the league and understanding, um, you know, how, how hard it's going to be to compete day in and day out in the league. And like you said, you know, you add, you know, Central Arkansas, um, Jacksonville State and then Eastern Kentucky to the league, you know, those teams um, we've been watching on film already. You know, we're doing scouting reports as a staff, just kind of getting a, you know, an idea because, hey, you want to recruit to Jacksonville, but we also need to know, okay, what what level of talent is going to be able to be successful in this league? And so what better way to do that than watching the guys you're going to compete with um, day in and day out? And like I said, great coaches, um, highly competitive. You know, you see a lot of games. Take a team like Jacksonville State. You look at their roster, they have a lot of high major transfers. They have elite talent born. Um, but then at the same time, you see – yeah, they won 20 or more games, and a lot of those losses were by four points or less. And so you say to yourself, that team has a chance to be really good coming into the upcoming season. And so what's the best way? Well, you have to be prepared. Right now in the summertime, you got to get stronger. Um, you, you have to be more um, aggressive from the standpoint of trying to put your offense and your defense in so that you're prepared from day one, um, especially when uh, lead play starts. So um, like I said, we excited about it. We know it's going to be an uphill battle. But at the same time, like I said, man, if you if you're – um, highly competitive, and you want to compete. Like I said, from day one, you're ready to get to it. So, I got two more for you. By Atlanta, though. So, this first question about Atlanta. What is your favorite spot to eat here at ATL, man? Woo! Favorite spot to eat in the ATL. You know what? My wife and I were recently there um, for a wedding. One of my close friends, Cody Kimball, he married his uh, his wife, you know, they're, they're newlyweds for like two months, but he's, he's a coach at Charlotte right now. And so, it was a new um, chicken and waffle uh, breakfast spot. I'm trying to think exactly where it was located. I want to say maybe Midtown, oh, but it's just only. Uh, it was, man, I need to know the name of it. But I researched it on uh, Google, and it was unbelievable. And I'll tell you what's the best part of it was their uh, their their nitro coffee. You know, they had different flavors. They had uh, the peach tea um, flavored coffee. And so my wife was like, hey, you know, we probably shouldn't be eating this right now, man. Like, we're trying to lose weight. We're trying to get in shape. And I'm saying to myself, like, no, nah, man, we're going to get chicken and waffles. We're going to take care of ourselves. And so, cheat day. <laughs> yeah, cheat day. Nonstop cheat day. Nonstop. And so it was uh, it was big time. It was big time. I need to know the name of it. That's bad. But 
I would say I've ate, I've eaten at a lot of places in Atlanta, but I would say that's probably my favorite. Take your wife to raise on the river and up in Cobb County. Really? What's it called now? Repeat that again. Raise on the river. Raise on the river. It's that Raise. Creole seafood, man. Feel right like now. that. Raise on the river. Yes, sir. <laughs> you will like that place. Hey, if you get, hey, that, that, the wife will love you for that one. Oh, absolutely. You're on the you know, Chattahoochee you know. River. You, you got seafood, the ambiance. It'll, ah. get, it'll get you in there. It'll get ah. you in there for sure. <laughs> She'll be really happy with you about that one. <laughs> Especially when you go from not recruiting to now you recruiting, and you know COVID kind of saved a lot of us. You know we went on the road, we had to put more time in at home, and now she's like, "Hey, you leaving?" I'm like, "Yeah, I gotta go recruit." I'm sorry. She's like, "Okay." <laughs> so yeah, hey, I feel you, brother. I was at home a lot too, and now that I'm back out covering the league again, yeah, I'm yeah. getting some of those looks now. <laughs> you yeah, gotta leave y'all. again. Yeah, I do. I do. I do. <laughs> Now, last one I got for you about the ATL for you, close up, Coach. What is your favorite moment you ever had in ATL, whether it be Final Four, coaching the game, winning against a big game, recruiting a guy, or being at the Peach Jam or something? What's been your favorite moment being in the ATL area, man? Well, I'll say, you know, favorite moment, um, and I'll say it's two. I'll give you a basketball and just a personal one. So, uh, from a personal standpoint, I, I met my wife. Um, you know, we had a lot of time. She lived in Duluth for a long time, for like two or three years. But uh, we ultimately got married in Atlanta. And so um, being able to be around my friends and family and to marry my best friend, it's an unbelievable experience. And, you know, that happened um, in the city of Atlanta. So I'm um, always going to be special to me. You know, my brother resides here now. And then from a from a basketball standpoint, I don't know if it's necessarily Atlanta, but I'll say, you know, Peace Jam in Augusta. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's further away, but being able to be in the environment and I remember one point it kind of just stood out to me. It was a each one teach one versus team penny game. And I remember, you know, one of the, the young men we were able to recruit to, uh, Florida, Trey Mann, he was putting on the absolute show. And I remember just being there in the gym, watching him perform and saying to myself, you know, obviously, you know, Rick Barnes, Tennessee was highly on his list. And at the time, Kevin Durant was heavily involved. He was, you know, he was the the poster child for EYBL circuit being around. And I'm thinking to myself, like, man, this dude is putting on the absolute show. How are we going to beat these guys, especially a school like Tennessee, to be able to get Trey Mann? And so just to be able to kind of sit there, um, you know, you, you see him put on the show, but also having that realization that eventually it all came to fruition and we, we were able to get him to Florida and now to see what he's doing. Uh, it was an awesome feeling. And so those are the two main feelings when you just mentioned state of Georgia and also the city of Atlanta that uh, come to mind. Well, Cole Mincy, you come to town, see your brother, man. Uh, hit me up, man. I'll be here, man. Shoot, I'll link up with you. I'll take you to a um, place called Six Six Feet Under. It's, the name is terrible, but it's got good <laughs> seafood. The name is horrendous. Six Feet Under, <laughs> but great seafood, man. And, you know, I also Tim Lizzie's, man. For the, so the tacos as well, man. Got one downtown there, Midtown as well, Grant Park as well. So, man, I got places for you, brother, to go hang out and chop it up, man, for real. No, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Like I said, I'll be hitting you up. And this is an unbelievable opportunity, man. Thank you for having me on. We Anytime appreciate Come on, coach. I got you. Anytime, hit me up, man. If you want to follow the program, playing Kennesaw State or coming to play Jacksonville State, that's right with my I've been our listening range over there. So we got you, man. Want to come promote, which I'm ready to help you, brother. Awesome, awesome. I can't thank you enough. We appreciate you. All right, folks, George Mincy on the Boss Man Show. Appreciate you.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.